time and time again, I always ask myself, why the hell are we on this planet? What does it all mean? And the answer I come to is, there is no purpose. We're just here. We have evolved so much so that we have survived. Survived so much so that we don't need to do anything anymore because we've made it. So now what do we do? What what do we do? And the answer is you have to find a purpose. In life, there is no purpose. We are just here. But because we're here, we need to find a purpose. How do you find a purpose in a life that doesn't have a purpose or it isn't designed to have a purpose? It's just what it is. We have to adapt. If there's water, an animal will drink it. If there's no water, well, he'll go and find water. But what does he do if there isn't any water? Well, if he doesn't go find water, he's going to die. If he's got the water there, he'll drink it. And he'll end up living for, you know, a few days more than what he would have done if he didn't have the water. But when you think about it, is that all there is to life? Like, surely there is more to life. Let's just say there's a creator in life. Surely there's more than just grass, water, rocks, trees, and other animals. Like, if there was a god, for example, why the hell would he just give us these five things and that's it? Every animal gets up when the sun rises, and then we just migrate, mate, or eat and drink. That is it. Obviously, humans are different because we have this life where we have created everything that we've ever seen in our mind, and then we make it happen. And then that becomes our day. But when you think about everything man hasn't made, everything's the same. Everything you see is what every other animal sees. We have the same tools as any other animal has and will ever have and has ever had. Even human beings say, you know, thousands of years ago, we had the same shit to do in a day that a crocodile did or a fish or a dolphin or a dog or a bird, it was just get up, hunt, and then sleep. But surely there's more to life. In my personal opinion, there is not more to life. The reason why we create belief systems and religions and and is there an afterlife, reincarnation, is because what makes us feel good in this lifetime is family, it's people. And then when they die, for example, we are hurt. And so the belief that we're going to see them again makes us feel good it's like if you have a relative that lives say five hours away you you get excited when you're going to see them and when they leave you get upset but you know you're going to see them again so you don't let that pain take over your life because you know you're going to see them again so the belief that say when you lose a parent or a grandparent or a sibling when you have that belief that you're going to see them again it keeps you going it allows you to move forward and not sulk in pain and enjoy the next day because you're going to see them again if you thought you're not going to see your parent again that would be a painful thing especially when it's people that really give us purpose when you think about how much time we spend with people it's all the time i believe that the reason why a lot of people drink and they smoke is because it's a social thing so what i mean by that is Why is it like in the 21st century people drink and smoke as much as they did, say, I don't know, a thousand years ago in a pub? Okay, why did people drink and smoke then? Why do they drink and smoke now? I believe the answer is not 
in the drinking and the smoking, that's just a kind of a, a meeting point, let's say. You know, if people um, always met when they were fishing, <clears throat> then they'd always bring a fish or a fishing rod or some maggots to catch the fish, right? They just so happen to go to a pub, and what you do in that pub is you get served beer. Now, it easily could have been served ginger beer or milk, right? If that first ever pub was on a farm, that easily could have been milk that was served and not beer. But really, you're going to that pub not to drink, not to smoke, but to connect with people, to communicate, to socialise. It's the connections and the camaraderie of the people there that is really why you're going. Take away the cigarettes and the, and the alcohol. People would still go to, to see people, right? But if you think there's a building called a pub and there's loads of alcohol, loads of cigarettes and there's no one there, that person is probably not going to go there if no one's there. He stay at home. But that's the reason why he comes out, to see people. So you think how we're pack animals and we are used to being around lots of people. It's because that we knew we were more likely to survive if we're with people. We've got like a wolf chasing us and there's like say 50 humans. That wolf's not going to really stand the chance. So we came close, knowing that if we stick together, that we will increase our chance of survival. We might be able to spread out and find food and water. We will be able to take down, you know, groups of animals trying to eat us. So we became very connected to people. And nowadays, everything is disconnected. We literally have 8 billion human beings spread out across the road of the world. All in a house, that's to say the size of, I don't know, 50 foot, for example, no bigger. And we're on our phones and we're communicating to people across the world. What does that say? What is the deeper message? We're on our phones, which is a bad thing because we're not socialising, but we're on our phones trying to socialise. I heard once on a Netflix documentary, this this thing, I can't remember what it was called. It was when Zac Efron went to these other countries and he says the solution is the problem. What that means is that we've tried to find solutions to problems and actually created more problems, right? So we've got phones to connect with people across the world, okay? Let's just say our, our gran or our cousin moves to another country, then, you know, we can connect to them. So that's a good thing because we wouldn't have been able to. I would say that it's because of technology and planes and cars and boats that that's the reason why your cousin lived, who lives, say, in China could suddenly move to America because of this technology. So if the solution to the problem of having a relative move to another part of the world is a phone well it's it's the it's the so it's the technology that caused the problem in the first place so that program was correct the solution is the problem and it's the same with medicine right yes medicine may solve a problem that existed before the medicine but the medicine will create more problems now you can heal your own body through knowing why you got that disease in the first place right so once you have the problem if you're strong enough you can heal it you might get lucky and have a second chance through man-made medicine but there's a reason why you got that in the first place if you understand why you got that in the first place you'd be able to stop doing those things for example if you have a clotted heart through eating fatty foods you can stop eating those fatty foods and your body will get rid of the excess fat and you'll go back to normal. Just like a smoker, 
who has tar in his lungs, if he stops smoking, his lungs can recover. Our body has a way of recovering. If you look at a plant, okay, let's just say the winter kills it off and it starts to die and the leaves go brown. Next summer, that plant comes back to life. It's somehow just created what it had after it lost it. If you have a body that has disease and your body wasn't born with that disease, at the nearest opportunity, your body's going to regenerate new cells and override that. But what happens is that we continually do things like eating bad, drinking, smoking, stress. That our body never has a chance to override it because that thing we're putting in our body is now as powerful as the as your own as your own immune system. You know, that disease is say negative and our own immune is positive. Well it's equal. Positive negative, it balances up. If you weren't doing any of that stuff, your own immune is, say, now 100% positive. Whereas if you just keep eating bad, drinking bad, not having sleep, getting stressed, now that's like, say, 75% bad coming into your body, and your body's only got 25% good, so it's not going to win. So you could have medicine that will, say, counteract that to 50 to 75% in your body's favour. But you don't need that medicine. If you think that life is about eating this and drinking and smoking and not having enough sleep and being stressed because that's just what everyone does, your body's going to get disease, which is why almost everyone has a form of disease. And you can have medicine, you can have chemotherapy, you can do all this shit to heal that problem. But if you continue the lifestyle that you had before, which is why you got the disease in the first place, then all that's going to happen is that that disease is going to come back. Let's just say cancer, for example. Somebody will say you're in remission, um, which I think means that it's you got the all clear. And then, and then sooner or later, for example, it might come back. Well, for example, if you understood why you got that cancer in the first place, because of certain foods you were eating and drinks you were drinking, if you were smoking, if you were stressed, if you were by electricity all the time, if you understood that that was the reason why you got that cancer in the first place, yeah, the chemo might remove the cancer. Doctor says you're all clear, love. If you continue that lifestyle and don't make any changes, you're going to get that disease again. Now, no disease is, in, is hereditary. There's no disease that is hereditary. There is, say, six, <clears throat> let's just call them not diseases, but six things that are bad in life. I don't know the exact names, but there's a blood one. There's a bone one. Like, if that's that's hereditary. If, if your family member has a, a blood disease or a, a bone disease or whatever, a muscle disease, yes, you're going to get it. But when I say diseases, I mean like cancer, stroke, diabetes, heart disease, heart attack, Crohn's disease, psoriasis, eczema. All those diseases are not hereditary. It doesn't matter whether your grandma, your, your mum, your dad had those diseases. If your parent was an alcoholic and you're an alcoholic... It's the belief that because they are, they were alcoholics, that you are going to be too. Okay, nothing is handed down from our parents. Every single time a new baby is born, it's reset. Now, the reason why, for example, there's generational patterns of disease is because, for example, if your father was an alcoholic, there's a reason why he turned to alcohol, which is because he was going through an emotional battle that he didn't deal with. He ran from it. Let's just say he was stressed or he cheated on his wife and it made him nervous every time he sort of looked at his wife when he was when he was with her. He would drink to suppress 
his nervous system so he didn't feel that nervousness and then that just became his default feeling where he didn't know the difference but he that feeling of having the alcohol suppress his nervousness was his now new norm that if he doesn't drink all those nerves come back of the fact he cheated on his lovely wife and she has no idea that's too much for him so what would happen is that he would drink now let's just say for example that he cheated on his wife because he uh, was very immature and believed that it was okay to do it and he didn't really learn lessons in life didn't really care about people's feelings um so that that is him as a person let's just say he had a kid you you whatever you put out in this universe you get back so he is now a father to a kid he now will teach his kid all that he knows let's just say his father taught him what he knew and his father was somebody who suppressed emotions just thought oh i can get away with cheating on people whatever but the difference is that his father wasn't married he just like fucked around but his son got married had the fucked around mentality and he's in a marriage where you can't cheat so now he he only knows what he knows from his father so now that person has a child he then teaches his child how to be a certain way or if he doesn't tell his child that this is wrong that child will automatically go through the motions of doing that and then learn his own mistakes for example if you believe that cheating on your wife is is acceptable you tell your son you can cheat on your wife if for example he didn't tell his son that cheating is bad he wouldn't know it's not bad because he hasn't been told directly that you shouldn't do it which means that the human brain wants to experiment and try new things like if you tell a child not to do something he'll do it if you tell a monkey not to say take those nuts as soon as you look away he's going to do it right we do things because we need to experience through trial and error whether they are right or wrong so let's just say that that the father of the child never tells his son to cheat that son now cheats and has to learn his own lessons but if he looks at his father and sees his father not dealing with stuff then the child is not going to deal with stuff either so he cheats on his wife his wife doesn't know he feels guilty like the father did and he starts to drink if you eat say certain foods if your mother has been eating say grains and dairy since she was born and she gets a disease an autoimmune disease that's come from grains yeah psoriasis whatever and she now from day one feeds that baby what she's always been fed which is grains and dairy that child is now going to have grains and dairy in its diet if that mother has eczema or psoriasis through grains and dairy the child's going to have eczema and psoriasis through grains and dairy it's not hereditary you don't just get it from the mother you got it from the fact that the grains and the dairy are not supposed to be in your body and your body is reacting to it so let's just see go to the doctor and he said, I've got psoriasis and eczema. They'll say, is it the family? Yeah, my mum's got it. It's hereditary. It's not hereditary. Okay. That mother has been eating grains and dairy all her life because her mother fed her it. That mother has a child. Now they feed that child grains and dairy. It's the grains and dairy that are causing the reaction. It's the grains and the dairy that are causing the disease. So you could say it's hereditary. The same as you could say that the alcoholic father, the, the child had an alcoholic father, if he becomes an alcoholic, that is in the genes. That's not correct. You could say, for example, that if you put something in your body at birth, for example, nicotine or alcohol, or say something that your body 
wants more of. So, for example, MSG is addictive. If you give your child something, even if they're in the womb, that body is going to now have experienced that, say, that cell. And by cell, I mean a, a type of food, a type of smoke, a type of drink, a type of something, right? It's now prone to it. It's almost like if you give your body the feeling of heroin, it's going to know what it feels like and it's going to want more, right? So now, if you give your child, say, something when it's really young, it will have a need for it, even though it hasn't even had it in its life, as opposed to somebody who's never, ever come near that thing, okay? But the disease will come from the pattern that the mother or the father were in, and that is why that child gets that so-called disease. It's not hereditary. It comes from the patterns that the parents were in and then automatically the child becomes those patterns and you get the same outcome and results that the parents did. We look for patterns. So if you have a grandfather who had heart disease, you think, oh, heart disease is hereditary. I'm going to get it. Okay, so why did he get heart disease? Well, he had salt every day on his food. But you don't you don't you don't hear that. The child just continues to have salt every day on his food because his father always put salt in his food and you copy your parents and every time there was dinner, the, the mother and the father would say put salt in all the cooking. So now he's used to that flavour of salt in all the cooking and he can't have food without the salt. And as a result of having all that salt, he now gets heart disease just like his say grandfather. Oh, it was hereditary. Oh, it's going to happen anyway. So I might as well continually eat salt because it's going to happen anyway. And it's like, no, it's the salt. That was the reason why it happened in the first place. And yet we don't question how the problem started. We just find a solution.